You're listening to Hot Mess to Success Podcast, Episode 22. Have you ever found yourself not happy with your job or current situation? Do you know that you need to do something different, but you're just at a loss for what? Today, we got the chance to talk to my amazing friend, Kristen Harris, that I met because of Amazon Merch. She is a psychologist turned full-time entrepreneur. Her journey began because after a few years of building up her career, she felt burnt out and unfulfilled. That is when she found e-commerce. Like any entrepreneur, she has encountered many challenges, both personal and professional. And those struggles have really shined the light on what is most important in life. Listen in as Kristen goes over the transition on how she was able to make the leap and what a true blessing it was to be able to dedicate her time based on her priorities when her loved one was battling cancer. Also, she shares how she is better able to cope with chronic pain since she works from home, being able to put her health first, work from pretty much anywhere, and not have to use sick days or answer to a boss. This episode is packed with real talk. So turn up the volume, pour a cup of happy coffee, lay back on your couch, and listen in as Kristen drops some major nuggets that might just give you the kick in the pants to start living your best life now, as none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. You're listening to the Hot Mess to Success podcast, where we firmly believe that you can make your dreams a reality no matter what life throws at you. Besties in Biz, Amanda and Laura will encourage you to embrace your hot messes, own your message, and empower you to kick ass in life and business. It's time to learn from the experts. Listen in on raw and real conversations. Hear hot tips and tricks that helped others overcome the challenges and struggles of being an entrepreneur. Are you ready to dig in, get a little dirty, do the work, and tackle your biggest hot messes so you can enjoy ultimate success? If so, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, mentors, coffee mug collectors, mother hustlers, and taco lovers, Amanda Belkazar and Laura Host. Do you want to make money online, but you don't know where to start? Do you feel overwhelmed with all the things? All the shiny objects, everything that's out there, Everything that people are telling you to do, listen, girl, same. I hear you. I was right there with you. But thankfully, I was introduced to some of the best marketing secrets on how to grow your business online. And that was a huge turning point for me. So because of that, I feel compelled to shout it from the rooftops. Okay, I won't really shout it, but it might sound like a broken record for a while. The good news is, that you can get your hands on these secrets for free. Just pay shipping and handling. I mean it, literally. Get the underground playbook that will totally reframe how you look at doing business online. It was a turning point for me, and I know it will be for you too. Go to hotmestasuccess.com slash book to claim your copy today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome. Today is our Thursday show, and I'm so excited because we are here with an amazing guest, Kristen Harris. How are you? Hi. How you guys doing? Yeah. And then, of course, we have uh, my awesome co-host, Miss Laura. How's it going? 
I'm great. Hey, everyone. Rock on. Yeah, we're excited because actually, you know, when this podcast drops, Laura and I are actually going to be together in one oh. location which is fun. I'm in Michigan currently. She's in Minnesota and we're going to go hang out in Minnesota. In- oh, cool. But yeah, so I am very excited to have Kristen on. Kristen and I met uh, basically during, like through social media when yeah. we were focused on Amazon merch. So that is a way that I met some really incredible people. And actually Amazon merch was the start of me connecting with a lot of people in e-commerce in general, because I wasn't really involved in different groups or going to different events before that. My very, very first event was one that was out in New Jersey and was for Amazon merch. And then after that, I just started realizing and connecting with some people that were in merch that also did other things in e-commerce. They're like, oh my gosh, this is a great, you know, event, whatever. And I started to go there. So we not only had the opportunity to meet each other on social media, but we've met each other and, and hung out in person multiple times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think like the world of FBA isn't as, wasn't as like friendly as the world of merch, at least at the time that we met mm-hmm. <laughs> was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, I didn't, I barely had any like FBA friends, but when I started doing merch and started getting, you know, you kind of got, I got sucked into, you know, group with Matt and RJ and Anas and everybody, like it just felt way more welcoming and cohesive. Yeah, in the world right. of FBA. Agree. Okay, and- ladies, ladies, what is merch and oh. what does FBA stand for? <laughs> for all of us people over here who are like, ha, what, what? <laughs> so Amazon FBA is when people send in their own products to sell on Amazon. So Amanda does private label. You know, her, she has her dog brand. She has the product manufactured, sends them into Amazon. Amazon merch is their print on demand program where we can upload designs to t-shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and pop sockets and then and then it lists on Amazon and Amazon actually makes those products for the customer when they order and we don't. So that's merch. And merch is a lot newer than FBA. I think merch came about like 2015 or something. I think so. And we didn't actually I didn't start until the fall of 2017. Right? Or was it 18? It was okay. 17. Yep. Fall of 2017. That was pretty close to. So you just started a little bit before, right? I think I had started the year before, but I didn't. It was like an afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> I would like you were doing. Do yeah. Because you were doing FBA. Yeah. I was doing FBA and I'm still yeah. doing some FBA, especially like around a holiday where you're more guaranteed to sell stuff. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to. It's just you have so many balls in the air. It is so hard to. Like, I don't have the brain to keep very organized. Like some people do like Anastas or you and your husband do. I know you guys are great. No, we have to (laughs) work on that so much. And I think that's the same thing. I I really, there's not many people that have that on lockdown in any, like, especially when you're an entrepreneur, especially when you're online, because there are so many different things out there and so many different ways to earn an income. I mean, same, like, obviously Laura, you were saying, and I know Laura, you know, a little bit about like Amazon FBA and Amazon merch just from us communicating, but you too have just other ways, so many other ways that you have generated income online and it's different than what we've done. So it does make it a challenge for you mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm just going to lock in on this one thing. Cause number one, we all like variety, you know, yeah. like it just, there's, there's a honeymoon moon stage and everything. And then you're like, oh, well, what's this thing? So it's like that shiny object syndrome. So, I mean, right. I think that that's something that I'm sure all of us struggle, right, Laura? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
you get excited and then you're like, oh, this is still a whole bunch of work. So you got to find your passion spots, right? And and you want right. to do things that you're passionate about and what you like. So uh, that, that's what excites me. And that's why I love the affiliate marketing aspect of it too, because I'm like, I love what this person's offering over here. Let's bring them on. Let's, you know, share this with our awesome people. I think they'll enjoy this as well. And so... Yeah, I love this whole merch stuff, FBA, FBI, whatever we're talking about. It's all exciting. <laughs> Amazon FBI. Well, they're probably in the works with something like that. Well, they're probably listening like, to us right now on my Alexa device. Say hands so, up. They're like, oh, they that's totally a good idea. Are. We I'm know it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and one of the main reasons that I was excited to bring Kristen on, there's actually multiple. Number one, because of her history of doing different things online. I mean, because you also, you do KDP as well right? I do, but that's sort of an afterthought. It's like, okay, I have these designs up on Amazon merch, you know, have my VA throw them on, you know, two different types of covers and then they get uploaded. So it's really, it's more of an afterthought. So taking a step back to what is KDP? So KDP is Kindle Direct Publishing and it is a print on demand program for books. Yeah. Amazon has. Yeah. So I do a lot of what they call low content books. So composition notebooks that you maybe buy your kids for school journals and daily planners are my big things but I do have a couple like coloring books up as well one is called like I think it's like something and this was like a year ago when I did when I made it so I don't remember I think it was like all the people I want to punch in the face it's an adult (laughs) coloring book of just like (laughs) annoying situations that happen in everyday life and then I have a sloth that smoke and drink is that a coloring book and because exactly- sloths we all know from amazon merch sloths were a thing sloths yeah. unicorns like you have to really figure out what people are like searching for and the reason yeah. i want to highlight kdp as well is because i think a lot of times again when i started the community that i started in and kind of are ingrained with and you know run with these are things that are just like normal right and like so now mm-hmm. we're talking about this people will be like oh my gosh like she creates t-shirts she creates books she creates you know send stuff into amazon and it all is these different things a lot of them do overlap a lot of the skills that you need to be successful a in business in general number one you know overlap but also mm-hmm. when you're dealing with any type of platform within amazon yes they're different they have a little bit of a different flavor but there's a lot of those skills that overlap and can help you to be successful in other things. So it's really natural. Right. Like, like Kristen said, she had some of her designs from Amazon merch that she was able to utilize and apply over in KDP. And so just kind of learning that. And it's funny because a lot of people would think, oh, you're creating books. People think about writing books. Well, I, that's what I thought. I never thought that there was anything for me over in that space, but mm-hmm. creating the low content books where there's composition books, there's journals, yeah. there are now templates that you can actually purchase and use and put inside those books. Absolutely. You yeah, know, like planners, interior, mm-hmm. yeah, planners, all this kind of stuff. And then you create the, um, the outside and you can design something really cool. And so anyways, if you're interested in any one of those spaces, I mean, we'll throw stuff up in the show notes for sure, because each one of those are technically free. You can actually, you know, work on each one of those platforms for free. Amazon FBA, there is a small fee if you want to opt into it. There's a different account, but that's just so that you get less fees per sale. But you can actually do each one of these for absolutely free. It costs you nothing. And that's what I think is really amazing. There's a lot of people that want to come down hard on Amazon for a million different reasons. But I have to say, you know, not only myself and, and, and John for the past 13 years, we've been able to generate an income here 
there has been even recently people like, Oh yeah, well you started years ago. Well, it was a little bit different when I started and there's different Mm -hmm. things that we did, but people are coming in one year ago, two years ago today, basically, and being able to generate a significant income from home. And it's just, it's a blessing. I mean, it's, it's really incredible what people have been able to do. And I really like the concept of print on demand where you're not tied to a physical location of, oh, you know, my inventory is coming in from the manufacturer. I need to have my person, you know, I need to be there to, to receive it and to package it and make sure, you know, we don't run out and blah, blah, blah. Whereas print on demand, you don't have that inventory aspect. Mm-hmm. So I really like that about it. And that's kind of why I sort of gravitated towards Amazon merch. And then I have Etsy as well. Um, oh, that we yeah. do pretty, you know, okay on, I could do better if I paid more attention to it. But again, like having like a million different balls in the air, you kind of got to choose which one you're going to focus on more. And then when we throw in the podcast that I'm doing, that's like taking <laughs> right. up, I swear, half of my time. Right. Um, but anymore. So with, with Etsy, that you also do print on demand on Etsy, right? Because when people yeah, think I of do. Etsy as well, some people probably, there's initially, until I was in the print on demand space, I think of Etsy as like craft, little crafty things that mm-hmm. people are making, whatever. But now like with print on demand, like you can do print on demand things. It's not just the t-shirts. Like there's a lot, right. I mean, print on demand, there are so many different, you know, what do you call it? Products or whatever that you can Mm -hmm. put stuff on from backpacks to leggings, to mugs, to tumblers, to so much stuff. Cutting boards, even, you know, cutting boards and dog tags and pet t-shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. But when I started on Etsy, it was 2013. I was working as a psychologist for the VA in Pittsburgh. And I just kind of needed something a little different to kind of light my fire again. And I kind of got that through work, you know, by going to different trainings on different psychological techniques that like the VA would pay for. And so that would kind of get me a little jazzed up, but I felt like I needed something even more than that. And so I started learning how to hand make jewelry. They call it hand stamping. I love those hand stamp things because it's like Mm -hmm. so customized, you know? So now if I have like my dog or my, it's like a teacher gift I need, it just went from being a teacher gift to a super cool teacher gift. (laughs) Right. And I did that for a, a while, but it's hard on your body and there you kind of have a limit as to how much you can produce per day, per week or whatever. So to be able to scale that kind of business, it's really hard. And so I kind of put it on the back burner until I discovered merch and the different print on demand integrations. And so now you can still do personalized stuff. Like I could do a personalized t-shirt, a personalized dog bowl, you know, with the dog's name on it or whatever. But I, all I have to do is design it in my program. And you can have the design made and just switch out the name or switch out a word or the year or whatever you're doing, like a wedding gift, the year, the date, and the couple's name. And then you just upload it to the print-on-demand company that you're using and they'll print it for you. And that way you, you can do so many more orders per day than you can when you're making each piece individually. Mm-hmm. Kind of like do-do-do-do-do. And it's yeah. just, it gets so exa- like physically exhausting when you're doing physical work like that. So yeah. I love this opportunity because it's getting cold in Minnesota. Let's face it. Okay. Like we had snow already. Okay. It's insane, which is not supposed to happen this early, which literally I'm doing the math and I'm like, my daughter was born in April, which is six months from now. And when she was born six years ago, there was snow then too. So I'm like, there's the (laughs) potential for us to literally be in snow for over six months. This is not cool anymore. But my point being is that there's a lot of businesses that because we also have 10,000 lakes in Minnesota that rely on the heat and the nice weather. And so in the winter, it's like, 
their business goes from here to here and they have a lot of extra time on their hands, right? So these things that you ladies are sharing is so fantastic because it's really, we'll have it all in the show notes so you guys can start clicking and exploring a little bit more. But it's so important. Like my mom is even like, I got to explore some of the stuff you guys are talking about on your podcast because yeah. we have a store in town. They have a store in town and it slows down when the, the tourists go out of town. She's like, Absolutely. I could maybe do some of the stuff you guys are talking about on your podcast. So it's exciting. I think that you guys are so knowledgeable of this and are sharing it. And I really think people are going to appreciate, especially the people that are, would love to be snowbirds, but they're not, and they're stuck here in the, <laughs> in the cold tundra. So <laughs> we and appreciate the, it. The thing too, is like Christmas time Q4 is like freaking mad magical as hell. I mean, it's like, yeah, everything sells. So you don't like your skill level doesn't have to be that high mm -hmm. in order to sell these products. So if you jump on, you know, like Etsy or Amazon merch, which isn't, you know, it's an invite or not an invite kind of, you sign up, you might not get accepted, but Etsy, you pretty much, you can just sign up and, and get on there. But you know, if, even if things like, let's say you got a full-time job somewhere, like I did, I had a full-time job, but I was feeling stuck. I was feeling kind of bored with my job and kind of caged in with this little office without a window. And it gave me a little like boost in serotonin. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of fun. I can't wait to go home and like work on my little pieces of jewelry. So it's an opportunity to make a little bit of cash. And there are some people that they will, they'll have their full-time job and they need extra money. So they'll go get a second part-time job to, and, and then spend time away from their family. Whereas you could, and I always encourage like my friends that are doing that, Hey, sign up for like an Etsy account and I'll kind of give you some pointers. Yeah. And it's That's so awesome. So one of the things that I love about your story that Amanda was sharing with me prior to us jumping mm -hmm. on is that you had or have a professional career. Tell us a little bit about that because I, it, it's yeah. so unique. Mm -hmm. I think having such a professional career that you obviously went and spent a lot of money on in college, which I've done as well. And you know, know. I'm want, still want, for want that a college though. debt, but <laughs> I don't even want to go there, right? <laughs> Me too. I um, was like, is this? I'm like calculating in my head. I'm like, is this ever gonna end? Like these payments? I, like, know. I, I don't. I'm not paying it off purposely because it's like 1.25 percent. I was. I went to school in like the best time for that, so I'm like, fine, just auto withdrawal. But I'm looking. I'm like, I'm getting old. Like this is okay. <laughs> come on. Like <laughs> I yeah. know, right? The the college debt. Wow, that's no. a whole another podcast episode. But I love your story, and I want people to hear it about you having a professional career, and then yeah. also doing uh, having success online, and how you chose to transition, or how you're currently balancing that. Yeah, so I got my uh, PhD from SUNY Albany in New York in 2009. Moved around a lot just because when you get your PhD, you're like you have to do an internship and it's like you apply all around the country because there's no guarantee you're going to just get one local to where you're at. So I moved for grad school, did an internship at the Detroit VA, uh, and then moved down to Florida for a fellowship in addictions as well as general uh, psychology stuff. And then I got a job at the Pittsburgh VA after I had my degree and I got licensed. So I went to the Pittsburgh VA and I worked there for like five years. And then I was kind of feeling, you know, like I'd mentioned 2013, you start to just feel like you want something more to life. And that's when I started the Etsy stuff. And then I got in a into a relationship and I was still doing my jewelry and we moved in together, rented a house. And then I was just like increasingly, like it just increasingly got harder and harder to go into work every day. I found myself like using little bits of leave and like leaving early and just feeling it's that burnt out feeling, you know what I mean? And so my plan was to 
we were, we moved in together and then we were together for like a year and then he got a job a couple hours away and I moved with him. I left my VA job and I thought, well, I'm going to support myself initially by doing the, the handmade jewelry. That'll be enough to just kind of get by. And then I'm going to get my license in this, in that state, which was Ohio at the time and open up a private practice, you know, rent an office space, open up private. Well, we broke up six months after we moved <laughs> to the new place, which, you know, go figure. And so I just, just started that licensing process and I'm like, shit, you know, what am I going to do? <laughs> and my parents lived near the border of Ohio. Where they're, I mean, it's this house that I'm in right now. It's on the border pretty much of Ohio, Michigan. So I figured I would move there until we figured out our lease. And, you know, it's messy even when you're not married. I mean, it's a lot less messier <laughs> than being married, but they're still loose ends. And we were figuring all that crap out. And so I moved in, finished the licensing process in Ohio, and then I rented a space fairly cheaply right across the border in Ohio and opened up a private practice. And I did that part-time, but at the same time I started Amazon FBA, right? So I kind of had these two things pulling at me, two passions. And so I ended up just doing private practice part-time. And then I kind of jumped from FBA to merch and it was like, boop, just two different things. And you know, you have kind of two different worlds, but I would you know, even talk about like what I did on the side with my patients who like needed extra money. I'm like, go sign up for merch. Yeah. <laughs> I would use it in therapy. That's so weird. But well, I mean, and good for you for, I think this is one of the things and I, and it's, I think that that was probably very, very challenging and difficult for you to, you know, make that decision. There's a lot of people that have committed so much, you know, time. And when you invest so much time, money, energy into one thing, um, it's awesome that you were able that. to, uh, yeah, no kidding. Right. And, <laughs> but it's awesome that it. you were able to recognize that, Hey, like I, this, I'm not, I'm not absolutely totally loving this. There's something that's missing. And I think for so many people, they do get stuck and then they just stay because they're like, okay, yeah. well, I mean, look, I invested in me. You want to talk about like all of that. And you're like, okay, well, it would be foolish to me. And what were people going to think? And what are they going to say? And da, 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 mm. whatever. And you just created this awesome situation to where you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to, you know, do what feels right for me. And that's one of the things that I really genuinely want to encourage people to be able to do like, because I know we have responsibilities and things that we have to take care of, but mm -hmm. you started this on the side. And like you said, you've transitioned from 2013 all the way until, you know, 2019, you've transitioned dramatically into what you were doing. You started with Etsy instead of just being like, yeah, someday I'm going to do something. No, you started it on the side, even though you had a full-time job, mm -hmm. then you had to make another change into, you know, you doing your own practice. You decided, Hey, I'm going to do this part-time because I have this other stuff that I'm, you know, really enjoying doing. And I would rather be doing that, but you needed to make sure that you're paying the bills as well. So then making that leap, you know, cause you're pretty much, I know that you, there were some things in, in life that had happened to where that's, that's when you fully transitioned, right? Like when, mm -hmm. and I know again, this is the hot mess success. So we talk about some very challenging things. And I, uh, you know, was a witness to Kristen having to go through some very tough times in life. And thankfully she's willing to share this with you guys. And I might get a little, sorry. So anyways, so we'll it's get a very, very, it's going to be an emotional thing. You know, I just think it's so incredible, inspiring and empowering for what you've been able to do during this time. And maybe you can give a timeline of, you know, Kristen had her, her mom was really sick yeah, and she was in Ohio. And so at the time you were doing both, you were doing your part-time 
and I knew I was going to make it wrong. Psychologist, right? Yeah, psychologist. Like, okay. I'm like, I know there's two different ones and I always mess them yeah, up. Yeah. So, like, she was doing her own practice there in Ohio and her, her mom was very sick. So talk us through that transition of what you had to do, the decisions you had to make and how you continue to keep going through that. Yeah. First of all, I just a quick comment about what you're mentioning about how a lot of people are feel like they just need to stay in their jobs. I think a, a part of that is this mentality of the generation before us and before them is, and I saw it with my, with my mom, she was a single parent growing up at, and as well as my dad, like you get your job and you stay there, right? You stay there for 30 years what, or whatever, you know, however long you're going to be there, you get that retirement. And then that's when you kind of start enjoying life, right? Well, there's no guarantee you're going to live to be 70, 80, you know, there's a lot of people that freaking die in their fifties and sixties. So you plan your whole life, you know, and you're like, oh, let me just get through, you know, and you have this like little spare time for your family and for enjoyment, but you're completely freaking miserable and your day job and you're just trying to get grin and bear it. Like, okay, 10 more years and then I can retire five more years and I can retire and you're just not enjoying life. And then a year after you retire, five years after you retire, you may have a heart attack and die. And then why did you waste your whole, like your whole life? Yeah. Miserable for 40 hours a week or more. You know, there are people that work more than that. So I think that's important to think about if you're evaluating where you're at in life, if you're evaluating, you know, if you're waking up every day, because I would wake up in the morning and I, I also struggle with depression and I would, a part of me leaving was because my depression was getting really bad. And there would be mornings where I would get up, sit, sit on the edge of the bed and I would start to cry when I was, you know, in like just a really depressive state and think, I don't know if I can actually make my legs move to get up and to go to freaking work, you know? And yeah. so it's something to think about if you're not happy. And I wasn't happy. And I found that like the, my depression, it's so much more manageable being an entrepreneur and anxiety. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of stress and anxiety, but so basically I, you know, I became an entrepreneur set up shop and then like in Sylvania. And then I moved out of the parents' house probably like three, you know, like five months after I came back to the area. Cause I, you know, I just didn't want to be here for very long. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, you're in your thirties, not the most fun thing. So like a year after I got my practice going, I started, I just switched gears and started to focus on merch a bit more because there was this period on merch that I totally missed. It was August of like two, 2017, was it? Mm-hmm. Where they had the solar eclipse. I missed out. Like we, I had, we had friends that made like 10 grand in a week or something. Just on a shirt. On one shirt. Yeah. Ten, like 10 grand, not revenue, profit <laughs> during, yeah, insane. And so I'm like, oh crap, like I need to go ride that wave, dude. And I, so I switched back and then one day, my mom wanted me and my sister uh, and my brother-in-law to to go with her and my dad because they actually ended up together and got married like 10, 11 years ago. I don't know. They have a weird story, <laughs> which I'm not going to go into. <laughs> so they're, 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 they were together. And all of a sudden I got this like sense of doom. And I, because I, I didn't, I'm like, I didn't feel like going up to Detroit from Sylvania and, you know, whatever. They wanted to go to the buffet. And I'm like, I just don't feel like it's a weekday. I don't feel like it. And I, but I also got this like sense of doom and I, and I got really upset and I don't, I didn't know why. So I don't know if it was like a sixth sense or whatever. And so the following week, so I, I didn't go. I'm like, I just made up an excuse and I didn't go. 
And so the next weekend I come over here to the house and my mom stops and she goes, I got something to tell you. So she's like, you know, that scan I had. So she'd gotten a scan. She had been having um, some pretty bad symptoms and doctors were kind of like blowing her off, blowing her off. And finally, I mean, months and months and months, I mean, months and months and months, um, she was having these symptoms. Doctors blew her off, which I'm really, I'm still pissed off about that, especially at her primary care provider. Yeah. Yeah. And so she gets a scan and the doctor, she gets a call back said, Oh, the, you know, good news. The scan didn't show any cancer, but if you want to like, one of the things that might help your symptoms is getting your gallbladder removed. It's, you know, an optional surgery. You don't have to have it. We don't know if it'll actually help your, you know, symptoms in your abdomen that you're having, but it might. So I'm like, yeah, you know, set me up with the specialist. So she did. And she goes to see the specialist alone because this is just an elective surgery to get your gallbladder removed. Right. No big deal. So my dad stayed home. My dad said she pulled up in the driveway and she didn't come in the house for a long time. And he's like, this is weird. So she comes back in and apparently at the point, the appointment, the surgeon says, so your scan showed, um, and, and it's not definitive because it's not a biopsy. We can't say for sure until we go in, but from my experience, like you looks like you have stage four cancer and people with this they don't live very long. You know, you're lucky if you're going to survive a year. Gosh. Like he just laid it, fucking laid it on her. Right. Oh my wow. gosh. She's alone. Didn't think this was an important doctor's appointment. So she comes home, you know, drives home from Ann Arbor upset as hell. Right. And uh, so she, that's what she told me that day. Um, and so I'm like, you need to go tell my sister because I can't, I can't do this alone. Like you need to tell her right away. Cause this is too much for me to keep. So the only way to know for sure was the schedule of the surgery. And so he, I said, call right away, call, get the surgery scheduled while he wasn't being responsive, the office. And so I took over, they scheduled it for like two months out, two months away. You're saying you got a year left and you're going to schedule two months out. So what you got surgery, then you have to recover and then you can probably start chemo. No, that's way too long. That's going to be like three, four months. Right. So I called my former boss. I used to work as just a clerk. I was in college and I worked at a doctor's office in 2000 from like 99 to 2003, 2004. I worked for them all throughout college. So I went to grad school and I was just a file clerk, right? I just filed stuff, but they loved, they loved me there and I, good, I kept good relationships with them. Got my sister a job there after I left. And she, you know, grew up a bit and was going to college and the doctor, um, who owned that practice got on the phone with the doctor, the surgeon, and they moved it up to two weeks out. And that's how we got the diagnosis more speedily than it's not really a word, but we know what you meant. We know what you meant. Yeah. So, and I, and I know like I said throughout this process, like, so it was right around the time these you're ramping up with. Amazon merch. Right. And I know that at the same time too, like it, it was, it was good to have something that was exciting on that, but it's also, there was just that, that challenging time through. And, and here's one of the things that is really incredible. And I, 
I'm sure I think that we've had, you know, talks about this before as well, Mm -hmm. that you're just really thankful for this type of opportunity because you got to choose. Like there was times when like, no, like I need to, not only were you needed to be there for your family, you know, emotionally and be there for your mom, whether it was like physically different things, you got to control your time and decide that. But I remember there was times where just like in this situation, like you needed to step in and be like, no, like we need to push this up. This is a serious situation. So you were doing a lot of work with that and the flexibility of having a business online allowed you to do that and allowed you to even more so prioritize your time and look at what needed to happen and what you needed to focus on. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Do you need a step-by-step guide on how to dominate the online marketing game? Do you think you have what it takes to rise up to the challenge? Of course you do or else you wouldn't be listening to this kick-ass podcast. Laura and I mention the One Funnel Away Challenge on our podcast pretty regularly. That's because you got to give credit where credit is due. The idea for this project was created through that amazing 30-day crash course into high-level marketing foundations and strategies. Oh, and it's only $100. It's pure insanity. I'm not kidding. This challenge was better than the marketing classes that I took in college. A new challenge is going to start very soon, so don't be left in the dust. Go to hotmesstosuccess.com slash OFA to see all that is included. It's going to blow your mind. So here's how kind of the business, the role the business played in my life throughout her illness was, you know, cancer is not very fun in terms of, and, and very predictable either, right? I mean, you've got chemo. And sometimes chemo could last. I mean, you could, I mean, there were times, and I wouldn't take her to every appointment, you know, it's kind of, especially towards the end when we didn't know it was the end, you know, we're like a year and a half in, I, you know, I'm like letting my dad just sort of, you know, take her and do as much as possible with the treatment because it started, you know, getting a little burdensome and, you know, I needed to focus on my business because I'm, you know, moved up. I moved up near the hospital too in Ann Arbor for that the the last year up until just this past August. So I could be closer. So I had that flexibility and I kind of gave up the private practice at that point with the thought that I would get licensed in Michigan eventually. And, but there were times like I would take her to her appointments, not everyone, but you know, she'd go like every single week to, at first she got into an experimental research study. So it was every other week um, she would get immunotherapy. And then after like six months, we learned that the cancer was growing. So that meant treatment wasn't effective. So she switched to chemo and that was like every day, but there were, I bought a hotspot for through Verizon. Um, and so I had my own separate internet cause I get nervous about going to the hospital with my laptop and logging into their Wi-Fi, yeah. and sharing, you know, an IP address with a million other people. And so when you have your own business and you're logging on to like Amazon, you know, the back end of these interfaces, you kind of want to keep it stable, your IP stable. So, and, and with that, I could, be in the chemo room with her. She's getting her treatment. We got the TV on. I've got my laptop and I'm da 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 da. And then there was like, I remember one day there was like this loophole. So we, so with Amazon merch, like, especially in the beginning, we were pretty, uh, not the very beginning of the program, but where we began, there was like a, a limit. Excuse me. <laughs> there was like a limit as to how many things you could, designs you could upload a day. And I remember at one point, like there was just this like system glitch where you could go over that limit that day. And I remember like my dad was driving, my mom's in the passenger seat and I'm in the back with my little hotspot in my laptop and I'm like <laughs> uploading designs like crazy. Cause I'm like, Oh yes, loophole. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get in trouble for this. So, and that was kind of, you know, kind of funny 
but it really having your own business, especially one that's portable, like obviously there are things you need to be home to be doing. Like I've got, uh, I got like a mug press where I can do sublimation. And like, so I make my own mugs to send out to customers and obviously I need to be here for that, but like doing print on demand in general, you know, a lot of it's just online. So I was able to, you know, you can drop everything. And even, even if it's a day where I'm just, you're going to an important appointment and you're feeling maybe emotional and you don't even feel like getting your laptop out. That was okay too. If I didn't get hardly any work done. Yeah during, you know, a, a, a weekday. Whereas if you had a job, you're going to have to put in sick leave, worry about what your bosses think, worry about, you know, resentment from your coworkers if you're missing a lot of time, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't have to worry about any of that. And then my patients, when I was practicing, they were really very understanding about me having to move their appointment or just straight up cancel if something came up. So yeah. very good to have your own business if you're going through something like that. And then this past January, we learned that the cancer traveled to her brain. And um, I got a call at like 9 p.m. Uh, from my sister, uh, from my dad. I don't remember which one it was, but we're bringing, we're bringing mom to the hospital. Uh, she doesn't know where she's at. She's very confused. And I thought, okay, well, maybe she's just super dehydrated because she's not eating. And so we go to U of M and I'm able to get there right away. And they did the scans and turns out it went to her brain. And then we had to bring her home here to this house on hospice for about two and a half weeks before she passed. And if anybody, I don't know if you, any of you have done hospice before, but it's, you're doing the work. Uh, you are the 24 hour care. They come in, they're great. They're one. I mean, these hospice nurses and nurse assistants or whatever they're called, they are angels. They are absolutely amazing, but your insurance isn't going to cover them staying 24 sure. 7 and I mean they come for like half an hour to an hour maybe every day towards the end but yeah. you're doing like you're moving your pay your mother your whoever's in that bed they're unable to move you have to shift them every like hour to two hours just subtly shift them you've got I mean there's just so much so I was not able to do hardly any work during that time and my friends kicked in money <laughs> for me to help me just cover some just my rent for that month is what it helped with. And I was yeah. super appreciative of that, but that's the flexibility of having your own business. Yeah. And, and the you incredible, know? again, like you said, the, the community that was stumbled upon, I guess, in regards to Amazon merch in the beginning. And again, I don't, it, it was such a catalyst for so much, even in our business, the changes that have taken place over the last two years. We don't do a lot with Amazon merch right now. Thankfully, we actually, we actually every single month, we receive a significant check for merch and we haven't touched it in probably a year. We did go hard. I'm not going to say it was, it was for nothing. I mean, we went hard when we first started. I'm talking, that was a major focus and I'm incredibly thankful for it. We just know now it will be a piece of, of our portfolio, um, again, moving forward when we choose to get active in it to the point to where we would want to do more of the outsourcing. And we just haven't systematized yet in, in that regard. But I mean, it has been, that program was just incredible. And again, the people that we have met and we've spent time. Yeah. We've, we've yeah. traveled together. We've, you know, stayed at, in a house, like Chris and I have stayed in a house yeah. together with some amazing people out in Seattle. And just those connections have actually grown my, you know, entrepreneurial business so much into the e-commerce and just, just mm -hmm. all of that. So very thankful for that yeah. aspect of it. But, you know, going from what I, what I was hearing too, in the beginning for you, cause you, 
with the business, you actually dove into having a VA relatively quickly with that. And I think that's amazing. How did you even learn about utilizing a VA and how did you start having them mm-hmm. you know, work in your business pretty much pretty early on? Yeah. There's another layer I want to get to maybe okay. after this and it's yeah. called chronic pain. So just okay. like that, I think that's a, a an important one. Definitely. And have. because it's, it's actually, this is more relevant. So we'll get to, we will, we'll talk about that because this, we'll, we'll talk about, mm-hmm. you know, we had to like change our recording, you know, and that's something else that you had, had had to do as well. But yeah. But, but the VA, so the VA, and I just wanted to say that cause I'll forget about it. Yeah. So I, the first thing I did, so I don't, I can't design shit. I'm like the worst. I can't, I can draw like a stick figure, you know, <laughs> male, female, I don't know. You can't even really tell what gender it is, but <laughs> Yeah. So I hired a, actually a designer first because I can't design and that pressure. So it kind of kept me cause I can be kind of scattered. Like I'll be like, Oh, look at this. Look at that squirrel. Oh, I need to go run errands. I need to do this. So having a designer that kind of relied on my paycheck <laughs> every, every two weeks. And I gave her like a quota, like I'm going to have this many designs per day because merch was like really hopping at that point. You know, it's really easy, easy to make money on merch back when we were like just meeting and getting started. And so that was the first thing I did. And it held me accountable to have an employee. It kind of holds you accountable in your business. Like I need to do good in this because they're relying on this paycheck. And so I hired her and then a couple, two, maybe two months later, I hired a VA to help me do some stuff, which I'm not going to mention. (laughs) They don't do that anymore. Um, So she was helping me like upload stuff, but now I'm the one that does that. But it made, so now I had two employees one person to help me create the listings and help me do some other writing of the titles and descriptions, which can take some work. And then I'd go and I would double check all of her work because English wasn't her first language. And then it turned out she had a twin sis has a twin sister who happened to be able to illustrate just by chance. I'm like, oh, because I one day I I was uh, we communicate on Slack. It's an app. And I was like, oh, you know, be, you know, just uh, jokingly said like something like, oh, do you, do you know, do you have like another, like a twin sister that can works as good as you do or as hard as you do? She goes, actually, I do. (laughs) I was like, like, wait a minute. And, um, and it turned out she could illustrate. So I hired her sister part time just to do some custom illustrations for me instead of just using like stock images. Uh, that you you know can purchase online. I had her create original original stuff. So, but now I'm just left with I have a different designer now because it didn't work out with the other one, and then I only have the sister sister that's the illustrator left. So I have those those two are still on my team, and they're still doing merch, not as heavily as I once was, but you know that's basically all the help that I have. And then I do also have my father, who helps me uh, with. Right now with Q4, I am sending an inventory. I do have some inventory coming to me and he's helping me with that. And, you know, I'll give him a little bit of money for it. And that's basically my team. That's awesome. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I, and I, there, it goes two ways. Like there's some people that think that, oh my gosh, you have to have, you know, again, this, this large team or whatever. And it's just, it typically that is not the case. And and you will find, you know, when you kind of like max out in certain things or the same regard, if, if there's things that you're like, no, I just, as a smart thing to do when you're like, Hey, I don't know how to do this. And it's not something that I would love to do. 
you can learn a little bit about it and then you can actually have somebody else do it. So you don't have to be the one that's already always doing it. Getting out of those roles as fast as possible is a good idea. As long as you're able to figure out, you know, how to be able to communicate that or, or train somebody, or if somebody already knows how to do it, there's definitely people out there that are really good at that stuff. And it could take a little while. I mean, we've had, you know, ups and downs with VAs and it can take a little while. Like the chances that when you find the first one, it's probably not going to be the first one that you you utilize. But in the same regard, like we used people from, it was online uh, PH, online jobs.ph. And I mean, the cost to have somebody do different tasks, if you have the ability to put something in place in solid training, which again, that was a struggle on our part. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to train anybody. I don't want to manage. I like, I just want them to do it. (laughs) Like that's not how it works, friends. Um, By the way, you'll struggle just like we did very much so. But if you get your stuff together, you systematize and you're able to put together a solid training for them, it can be amazing. I mean, you can have somebody work full time for you for like $400 a month. Oh, absolutely. I and, pay the current one two fifty an hour. Yeah, and that's yeah two dollars and fifty cents an hour. Yes, right. So and they're and they're affordable. Yeah, and they're and you're and they're skilled. I mean, you have when you find them, you can find people that are very skilled. We do have somebody that we can give her projects, and she'll just run with it. A lot of times, as well, like I was very concerned with honesty. And again, you don't want to be super naive. Sure. There's going to be great ones. There's going to be ones that are not so great, but we found one then and we, she just works with us on different projects. Incredibly honest. Like she, we're just like, Oh, I don't know if she'll be able to do, you know, how fast she she, like does it double the time. I don't know how, because you know, over there, their internet isn't all that fantastic sometimes, but she just knocks out this stuff because we'll pay her a lot of times per like item or whatever. And she just rocks it out. So she's not kind of skimping on work. No, you're, you're paying like per item. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. So we've, we've done that and that's worked incredibly well. And she's just, and the quality of work has been fantastic. So again, we've had both to where some aren't, some aren't. So you definitely have to check that out, but start exploring that. Just thinking about the things that you can actually remove from your plate that are not critical you know, they have to get done, but they're not critical. And like Kristen said, she would go through and she would review their work, of course. So it does take a little bit of time there. But once you got, I mean, I know some of my friends that are in e-commerce and they've had, we had Joy Packard on here and she's like the queen of outsourcing. And she's had somebody, I think she says has been working for her for like six years. Wow. And so, yeah. And she's like, I just got really, really lucky with this one. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, right. You might have to fire somebody and that's yeah, okay. Pretty much do anything. I'm kind of used to it, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think the people in the U S can be a little flaky, like the business owners sometimes. I agree. I've had, I've had a lot of challenges actually with people that had been in the the U S and I think that's, that's the tough part too, is trying to figure out like if services or agencies or somebody that is going to provide a service is legit. I've not had any luck on Fiverr on anything that we've done. You know, it's all been, you know, I do have a designer that'll do some things for us with the high level designs when it comes to like our packaging and different mock-ups and things. And I actually had to find him. I did a 99 designs challenge and that was expensive. But once I chose the logo and everything that I wanted, actually, I think I had him do the label for our hemp oil. But when, after he did that, I connected with him outside of the 99 designs Mm -hmm. and um, we've just worked together since because he just just really wowed. I just gave Homer some hemp oil, some CBD oil. Oh, he just lifted his head again. That's why he's chilling. He's yeah. Like, I heard it. No, not today. It was like the other day because he was getting all <gasps> excited, like kind of the zoomies, and it was a certain time of night, and I was like, Mm-mm. like no, <laughs> have some. CV. I don't know if it helped or not. You're but... like, chill out, dude. Chill out. This oh episode my gosh. is gonna is hot, you guys. Isn't behind I love me. This. <laughs> 
Well, we do have to, we do have to go back because I do, I do want to get to, uh, okay, so we were actually going to record yesterday, but we switched it up a little bit. That's what happens when we're entrepreneurs and we're flexible and we can do this when it matters. And so Kristen also, and this has been something that I know that you've actually had to deal with pretty much ever. I mean, you'll tell us when, but it's been a while that you've had to deal with chronic pain. And the reason we changed the recording is because she had actually had a call that she was actually able to go to an appointment um, that wasn't scheduled. So she was able to take care of it care of that for herself. And Mm -hmm. that was, I think that was awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that you were able to go and do that, but chat a little bit about that in regards to your businesses too. Yeah. So it's probably around the time I started to become a full-time entrepreneur, I started to develop neck pain and part of it, a part of the, the kind of precipitating factor was making the jewelry <laughs> and, but the pain would go away if I like took a break from it because it wasn't my income, right? I was working at the time. So I could take a couple, you know, a month off of from doing it and then I'd start back up again. And then after a while, my neck would hurt. And then eventually it just started to hurt without me being able to like identify the trigger. Like why the hell is my neck hurting? I have no idea. It just start. I'd have like a, you know, five day episode. Then it would like resolve itself go to the doctor. They're not helpful <laughs> with, with chronic pain. A lot of them are not. So I bounced from doctor, doctor to doctor. And a part of becoming an entrepreneur wasn't, ju- and, and staying an entrepreneur wasn't just about like being there for my mom and like not being happy with my job. But another aspect was as I was like, start, you know, wanting to leave my job, I was developing chronic pain and I was using sick leave to like take off like two hours early because I want to take my pain meds you know, and, and be able to still, you know, not have it interfere with my work because I'd be in a flare up and I would just be having these flare ups. And so as an entrepreneur, when I have a flare, flare up and as well, you know, when you're trying to figure out what's going on with your body, you're going, you know, and you get in with a specialist, like I did yet, like yesterday I got an, an appointment with a pain, not a pain clinic, but it's like a spine specialist. And they, I called like right before I messaged you, I called them and they're like, Hey, we can get you in at 11 AM today. I'm like, okay. You know, I don't have to worry about freaking sick leave. Yeah. How much do I have left? How, what, you know, do I have a patient schedule during that time? Cause I'm not practicing right now. And so I was able just to go. Um, and as well as something that goes along with chronic pain is it really does affect your mood. It affects your motivation and it affects your mood when I'm in a flare up for an extended period of time. And I had an incredibly wonderful summer in terms of my pain level um, I had, didn't have like a significant flare up all summer. I don't know why. And then I end up with a flare up literally as two weeks ago, it started. I think I went too hard in kickboxing class. And <laughs> I've been preparing for FBA and yeah. boxes. So a combination of the two. And so I was really, uh, yesterday, my, honestly, my depression was really bad. I was very, very tearful because I woke up at 4am in pain and I took a little bit of a uh, little bit of my migraine medication. So that's really all I have other than marijuana, which I only use at night because I don't, I have to function. Like we got shit to do. Right. (laughs) Right. But having your own business, it allows me to take care of myself, whether that be going to the doctor last minute, whether it be, I feel like, you know, what's behind your head there, hot mess, hashtag hot mess. If I'm feeling like a hot mess and not very functional, I can kind of delegate my work, uh, some of my work to my VA that day and then go take care of myself, whether it be going out and for a hike with Homer behind me here, my dog, or, you know, maybe I need, maybe I do need to go watch a little TV and just sort of like get my mind off of things or go to a coffee shop or whatever. But I can do that uh, because it is pretty debilitating when you have a flare up and they can be pretty unpredictable, though I've gotten a lot better. I've 
had gotten a diagnosis over the past couple of years of having it be a spinal issue. But yesterday I went to the doctor and he's like, I don't know that it's actually your spine. I'm like, but the MRI, well, you know, you shouldn't be having as much pain as you know, what it shows on the MRI. Like, and I'm like, well, you should know as a doctor, right. Pain and what you see on an an image that they don't always match up. Um, and so I was very emotional yesterday because I felt kind of validated. And that happens a lot when you have chronic pain, doctors can easily make, you know, in any medical, you know, chronic, chronic medical issue, you go to your doctor and they kind of dismiss you. It took me about three years to get a diagnosis for, for a doctor to order imaging on my spine. And then wow. I felt validated. I'm like, yes. You know, I actually felt like kind of happy, like hallelujah, something's right. wrong with my spine. I'm not crazy. So that's Gosh. my chronic pain and that's what it does. And that's how my business kind of fits in with it. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, I'm, crazy. I'm very, again, for so many reasons as well. I think that, you know, I don't, I don't try and like, I, I understand entrepreneurs ship is not for everybody. And if people are, you know, happy and fulfilled, then that's, that's all that matters. Number one, but Stay in your job, do what, yeah, if you exactly. But I do know that that is not for some reason, maybe it's, maybe it's the bitching on social media, maybe it's whatever, but like I, the, the tall, I, I don't have a high tolerance for that only because I feel it's, it's almost enabling. And I'm like, Effing right. change it. Oh, but I, yes, you can. And like, there's so many oh, different yeah. things that it's like ever you can change it. And it might be, it might be hard. It might be tough. And I, I know this experience, for example, you know, we were just talking, we're really pushing to have John's parents. We have for a while, they live in Illinois. We live in Michigan, you know, they're elderly yeah. and they really, they don't have family around them. And yeah. it's getting to that point to where we need to be there for them. But like, we cannot when you're five hours away. So we yeah. are basically like laying it out like, Hey, we want you guys close to us. And I think the challenge was, and with them, it was just like, you know, they're obviously in a different situation to where they just can't do that themselves. And we weren't, and we weren't expecting them by any means, but they also, when we started like suggesting and it was very, you know, a quick pushback, we're like, oh, okay, well, it's not really our choice. And now at this point, we're like, oh, I get it. You know what? The thing is, is that they feel like they almost feel like they don't have a choice because they can't see from A to Z. So we're like, okay, here's what's going to happen. We started researching all the things we put together a timeline. We're like, okay, this is when we're going to move you. This is how we're going to do it. This is how, you know, we're going to get the truck. Like we put everything in place. I'm like, I think if they can at least see that plan, then it was almost like, it was funny because when we broke the news, John was very smart about it. He did it over FaceTime. And so he did it that way so that there could be that interaction. But of course they want to be by Kenzie. Of course that changes, yeah. you know, the, the dynamic of their life. And I think like if you could just snap a finger and get it done, that's a no brainer. But like, there's all these different things. So like every objection that was said was already handled through that process. And the point I'm trying to make here is that we were only able to do that because we can say, Hey, we're coming here on this day. We're going to help you pack. Why? Because we have the flexibility to be able to do that. We can go hard. And like some people are like, Oh my gosh, it looks like you work so hard. Yeah. There's times when we work hella hard. There's mm -hmm. times where we will work, you know, every 40 hours a week. Day, absolutely. Yeah. Every single day. It's, it's not necessarily that we work any less. It's about that flexibility and those choices. And so now we can see that and say, you know what, over Thanksgiving, like we're probably not going to have a traditional Thanksgiving and we're okay with that. Cause you know what, when they move here, if we want, we can change the day. 
we don't have to live by the calendar. We don't have to live by the normal hours. We don't have to live. So anyways, that's like, that's one of the things that I think there's so many things that were touched today of the benefits of, but it's not going to happen overnight. No. We, this, this was not something just, just like with you, you had already started the process. If you guys are feeling that inkling, it's going to take a little while to start that process. Look at that timeline of Kristen really starting this as a little side hustle thing at, in 2013 all the way till, you know, 2019. So it's really imperative that if you're feeling that start again, it is, it's not going to happen overnight, but look at what it's evolved to, to basically you're like, dude, I could, if you wanted like this is, she's bringing in a full-time income and she could just do this forever. She might want to get her license and do part-time stuff if she wants. I mean, who knows? You know, doing doing the psych thing part-time and renting office, it's really not very profitable. But I, I still might do it. I just might find a cheaper option, like maybe a shared office kind of thing yeah. situation because it, it all just adds up. But I will say this, you know, I moved, when I moved for my ex, I never, I don't have like any feeling of like regret. I kind of, I miss Pittsburgh a little bit because it's, it's a great city. If you've never been there, it's a great city. I liked, I really liked living there. But if I hadn't moved with my ex to Cleveland, I wouldn't have ended up back in my parents, at my parents' house for like five months in between and then just right across the border half hour from them and have been able to, you know, and owning my own business and sort of making that mistake of moving for somebody where we weren't truly looking at a very long future together. And I kind of knew that when I moved, but you know, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of related to what you're talking about a little bit, but I just wanted yeah. to add that in there. You said like, not, that, it is. It's totally part of the journey. Like, you, again, mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes, Steve Jobs, you can't connect the dots, you know, mo- looking forward, you can only connect them looking backwards. Yeah. And so I think that Absolutely. can give people a little bit of peace with sometimes where they're at. And it might not necessarily be like, you're like, oh my gosh, you're going through this, you know, struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a, it's a part of your journey and you'll look back yeah. and you're like, okay, maybe that's why I had to go through this right? for sure. And then I do want to get to your podcast real quick. Oh yeah, um, but I want to. I want to step my back. Podcast. Real, I know, amazing. So this is. I want to step back from that real quick because I do know that you had sought. Obviously, it's very recent. Obviously, that your your mom had passed, and yeah. to try and get back into the groove with something and kind of find you know what you want to do or whatever. I know that you had actually attended, and I have not yet, but I'm looking forward to it. You attended a Tony Robbins event, and that I was did. that kind of like that was kind of the catalyst. For this, right? A little bit. So I attended Unleash the Power Within, which is how many days was it? It was like two and a half, three days, three day events down in Dallas. Need does different locations, I think, within the US and as well as around the world. And it's sort of like a sampler of what he offers. And then they have Date with Destiny down in Miami, which I'm going to at the beginning of December. And it's oh my gosh, like I'm so jealous. Maybe days. I'll go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like 5K to go to. Yeah. But, it's yeah. not there. That's, that's the next level. Like the, yeah. the unleash the power within, you can get it for like six to $800 depending on level and whatever. Okay. So even 500. And then yep. this one you said is five days and it's 5,000. Yes. Okay. Like five or six days. Yeah. I think it's five days and it's more like, and it's a smaller group. And then they told, told me you do group work in the evenings. Like you have your own like small group. So everybody's okay. small groups and you do like psychological work on yourself with that group, like in the evening. So it's very, very intensive. It's going to be sun up to well past sundown. It's just like five days of, th- of intensive therapy, essentially. So it's going to be really, really good. And there's no better time to kind of work on your psyche, your mental health. Yeah. Where you want to be when you're, when a parent dies, like when your first parent dies, it makes you kind of question like the meaning of your own life. Like 
my life, you know, could be over at the age of like 66 because she was 66 or my, you know, I see, I see somebody's parent dying at the age of like 55 on Facebook, you know, I see that posted. I'm like, yeah, crap. Like how much time do I really have left? And, and am I really living my best life or am I letting my kind of mental blocks and fears kind of control where I'm at? And that's why I signed up for date with destiny. Well, so that should be interesting. You know, it's like you look forward to these things, but you kind of don't because you know it's going to, there's going to be tears. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at one point during Unleash the Power Within, I'm not kidding you, we were alone, all of, like, a, it was a stadium, the stadium where, like, one of the professional basketball teams play, and it was full. Turned the lights out. We did a psychological, like, exercise. We all had our eyes closed, and everybody was, like, screaming, crying. It was very, oh my God, <laughs> really crazy intense. So yeah. I know not everybody's a Tony Robin, Robbins fan and that's fine. But like, for me, it was like really, really good. It made me think about like, maybe I want to do something a little different. What do I enjoy? And I really enjoyed listening to like true crime podcasts and my friends are like, oh, you're really funny. And I'm like, oh, I guess I just say what <laughs> I think. I don't really know. But I thought, why well, you know, this looks kind of, I could do that. <laughs> so, but I liked the format of like my favorite murder and other podcasts where you're kind of talking to another person, right? I'm like, I'm not very funny. Like when I'm alone talking to myself, I don't think I want to be like very, very serious, even though like, it's weird because like crime is very serious, like murder and serial killers, very serious stuff, but there's actually a lot of humor in it. Yeah. <laughs> depending on what story you're covering. And, and you guys so do, you do a, such a great job with that. If you guys haven't checked, go to their Facebook page. She sleuths <laughs> and it's awesome. I, the memes that you throw and now it makes it so that like John and I, every time we see like something, I instantly think of you guys when it's like the, yeah. and right now they're kind of on, on high because here comes, you know, Halloween. So I think that there's a lot, but there's a lot of great memes that happen and uh, oh, yeah. your page cracks me up and that's a, just a little taste of kind of, you know, uh, Kristen's humor, you know, what you're going to get within, with the podcast too. Yeah. So we basically, the format, we've done a couple of shows where we've just covered one case together. And I think it's a little more boring, honestly. And we're like, after the second time we did that, we're like, let's just go back to like each of us pick our own story. We'll give each other enough information to make sure we're not covering the same story. So we'll choose a topic. Like last week was true crime on the water. So things that happen in the ocean, right? <laughs> and there's some crazy murders that have happened on, 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 a, on boats. And so she covered, uh, a story of a, an older couple who got bamboozled by some guys and then ended up murdered by them. And it was horrible, but somehow we still found humor in it. Yeah, we're horrible. And then my story actually deviated a little bit from true crime and covered the case of that guy who was lost at sea for 438 days by him, almost the whole time by himself. Oh, wow. And, uh, I just thought it was so interesting. And so I told that story. And then this tomorrow, we're going to record another episode and we are covering, switching gears and covering paranormal for an episode because I mean, Halloween, paranormal, right? ghosts, haunted dogs, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So we just have fun with it. That's you know? great. And well, you and I and didn't know each other very well either. And now we, now we're really getting to know each other and having fun together. And it's kind of cool to like see that friendship kind of, well, how did you guys meet? By the way, I wondered about that. Yeah, we we were in a direct sales company. No, it's okay. We were in a direct sales company years ago, and we were not. We didn't even have connection really. We just knew of each other and watched each other grow, and you know, do different things there. And then we really bonded over a shitty situation that happened within that company. And yeah. we were kind of we we decided to collaborate with a couple of other really awesome people to make sure that the situation didn't get crazy messy. And because of that, like being able to connect that way and see kind of like your true north 
and what you were doing through that, there was just a, a strong mutual respect at that point. And that yeah. was literally where it lied for a couple of years. We just, we were just on Facebook together well, and, and, a, and a bond. Like we went through the same shit together. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we <laughs> totally were like, relate. exactly. So then it was, it, it just, we, neither of us were looking for partners. It was just, and this kind yeah. of started, we're just like, ah, eh, maybe we'll just collaborate on something. We weren't, it was actually with the one funnel away challenge. And I had started that group. And she had actually, that. yeah, she had come in afterwards and she did the one funnel away challenge for totally different reasons through that group. And then she's like, well, I'm like, I don't, you know, let's just kind of work this together because she's helped to run communities before she's done really well at that. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. Let's just collaborate because there's a lot of people that she knows we have totally different contacts. A lot of people that she knows would be really interested in doing something like that. And of course, through the one funnel away challenge, it's highly encouraged to publish regularly. So we're like, how are we going to do that? And so that just happened and we're like, okay, you know, it started to figure that out. So again, I mean, if you, if you would look, it was very kind of organic about how, how that all happened. And yeah, we're really excited about, you know, what, what's just kind of rolling out from, from mm -hmm. all of this. And so it's really cool. Like you said, you connected and you connected through Amy. That was through Amazon merch as well. And that's her co-host. Cause I'm not it sure was. if we mentioned that, but that's her co-host. Yeah. So Amy Springer is my co-host. She also does Amazon merch and she's actually designed stuff herself and she's, learning Little illustration. Boss. She's amazing. 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 And so yeah. she would write posts on her own timeline. And I think I appeared on their show. I think I appeared on their show to talk about merch because her and some other ladies did a, a merch themed show. And I think I was on there. I don't remember if she was on it that day or not. So we didn't even really know each other very well, but she would post recommendations for podcasts for true crime podcasts, as well as memes of, you know, different funny true crime stuff. And so I'd be like, killing, Oh my God, I listened to different that killing memes. And you're like, that's my person. I'm like, I love this. This is great. We <laughs> love, you, I love talking about killing, you know, killing people too. That's no, you, <laughs> murderers too. I mean, right. Um, well, I mean, punching people in the face. That was your, yeah, that was my, yeah, uh, a little, there's up. a hint of violence of that you got going on. <laughs> <laughs> and but. so like one day I, I think I asked my cousin first if he wanted to do it but he never even responded to me about it and I was like screw you and so I was like you know what Amy's kind of still a little bit of a stranger but I know she's a solid person just because yeah. like we know the same people she's got to be a solid person so I have enough evidence to like let me just ask her I don't know exactly how good she would be at a podcast but I think we could grow together because I've never done one either there you go so I just asked her and she's like, I got to think about it. Cause she just stepped down, I think from maybe the merch money show because mm -hmm. it was taking up too much of her time because yeah. Amy is a stay at home mom entrepreneur. Yep. So she runs her business and also homeschools three kids. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't know about the ones like two. So I don't know what yeah. he, <laughs> he does, but Chase, she just chases after him all the time to try and yeah. wrangle him in probably. But I mean, so, yeah, that's, that's so, I mean, and that, yeah. I think that's the, the thing about being in the community too, is you see different people with different challenges, with different struggles and whatever. And you're just like, man, like it is, it is an incredible blessing to be able to have, you know, that, to be able to do it in every different aspect and see all the different people going through different challenges that have been through different things. And you're like, you can do it, which is one of the biggest things of why, you know, we do this podcast as well. But I mean, what I, what I want to leave our audience with, with is with obviously everything that we've shared with you guys on here is that you can see all these different aspects of what Kristen has done from 
2013 to recognizing, hey, you know what? This might not be my thing. I might need something different. I'm not happy, right? And so instead of, like, she didn't draw it out. Like, she, what she do? She started something. And she's not even doing that anymore. It doesn't matter. Like, she started something, and that led to something else, which led to something else, right. which led to, I mean, it's, it's taking that action and not waiting for tomorrow. She went to, yeah. you know, unleash the power within, and then she's like, I'm going to start a podcast. Like, boom. And that's action, you know? And so that's one of the things that I just want to leave our audience with is that if you are, you know, again, be okay. Like she said, like, I'm going to, I'm going to ask Amy to do this with me. We might suck. Mm -hmm. They don't, but she was okay with that initially because she's never done it. But you know what? She's finding happiness with working together on this project and doing something that she really enjoys. Like, that's what I want to encourage our audience to do. Start Mm -hmm. seeking that. It's such a beautiful process. It's challenging. It can be hard, but it's such a beautiful process. It's so worthy because like Kristen said, you know what? Your time is not guaranteed. So that friends. So do it. And then also listen to She Sleuths. Yes. Check it out. Listen to the podcast. podcast. Leave a five-star rating because that's what we're supposed to. That's what we leave all of us. Five-star ratings, both podcasts. Please, please, please. Five stars (laughs) make me happy. Yeah. Four stars are okay. No, five. Just go for Anything less makes me very sad and you don't want to make me sad. Don't make her sad. Sad. Well, we love you, Kristen. I'm so excited (laughs) that I got to get to know you a little bit more and all the tools and resources. Oh, yeah. Can you see homie? Homie. Hey, puppy. Sorry, everybody on the podcast is not actually able to see him, but we do have a video. We'll throw it up on there. Oh, there he is. He's so cute. He got to be our model. For our, he actually got to be a model for our dog brand. And he yeah, is he's a, got a big ego now. Adorable. But all right, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. For sure. You guys, oh. if you want to check out this episode, you can go to hot mess to success dot com slash I don't want to say I'm not going to do your podcast because it's gonna be hard to spell let's spell it yeah let's do it hot mess of success dot com slash she sleuths Kristen spell that for us so people know how to get there s-h-e-s-l-e-u-t-h-s she there sleuths. you go because I want them to remember that so they're going yes. to spell it to get here and yeah. then they're also going to spell it to get to your podcast I mean we're going to have it in the show notes anyways but there you go so she right. you guys that's what you got to go to I love it have an yep. awesome day everyone thanks right. for joining Thank us you. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. bye Homer hey friends thanks for listening today always remember you are not alone. You are highly favored and greatly blessed and you have everything inside of you to kick ass in life and business. Now it's time to take action and own it.